What is different is the general standard of living. What I mean is that if you are living in a house and you can pay, there's no guarantee you can pay. If you are living in a house and you can pay, you probably will have constant power supply. You probably will have. You probably will have a good TV. You probably will have. But after you've had it for one year, you realize that that's not life. No, you realize that that's not life. That there's no difference between constant power and power that you interrupt between generator and nepa. There's no difference. You know, it's when you are poor, you think some things are important. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. When God has blessed you, you know they are not important. Solomon said there's what? Everything is what? Vanity. Vanity. Everything is vanity. Because you don't have a car, you see a man that's driving the latest Camry. So, man, this guy is enjoying. Believe me, when they give you the latest Camry, you will know. <laughs> oh, Father in heaven. Let me put it like this. You will know there's no enjoyment inside. You now look at the man with the new model BMW. You say, that guy is the one that is enjoying. The God will say, no problem. Give him the BMW. They give it to you. You realize there's no, there's no enjoyment inside. What I just changed is your headache. I told one of my chiefs, his son bought him a brand new G class to just say, Daddy, God bless you. The man parked the car in Enugu here, traveled abroad, came back, tra- brand new. Tried to start the car. I've entered it before. He came to our office, went, Oh, God, this your car is fine. Oh, yeah, I ride very well. You know, we drove around. So the only time was that the only problem is the last time he came back, he tried to start the car, he did not start. What happened? Let me summarize the story. A rodent that was worth only 10 naira. Came he ate something, and he paid three hundred thousand to fix it. Since that day, when I see the car on the road, I do the car there. Can't let me pass. <laughs> Leave me and my care up man. The Lord is good. <laughs> this whole car is no more than three hundred thousand. <laughs> this life, what Solomon said, is vanity. All is vanity, vanity. We'll be running up and down because of Matt. Oh. Just a side side gist. It's not, that was not our message. I just feel like somebody needed to hear that. Alright? Christians you just realize it. Listen. Make up your mind what you believe God wants you to do in life. What you really want to do. Start it. Everything in life has a learning process, uh, learning season. You will learn. Just you may think that ah, just buy cloth and sell it. It's easy now. Try it. After two weeks, you'll be bankrupt. You'll be owing everybody in the society. You wouldn't believe it. Everything in life has a learning system. There's a period you will learn. And that's why I encourage people, work for somebody. It's good. So you learn from that person's experience. He's telling you, do this, don't do that. So you don't have to have the big... Because if you have... That's why the dash people, 10 million. Have you seen people before? Somebody that's never done business. They just won 10 million. His life is over. Nigeria is feeling very happy. And 10 million is a very wicked amount of money. Do you know why? He has this very funny habit, unless you have experience with money. It just literally tell you, you, you think you can do wonders. You go and lay foundation for a building. You don't know the building is going to be 75 million when you are done. <laughs> because to you, 10 million is huge. So you, you were normal before, you didn't have a problem. <laughs> Until the dash to 10 million naira. Since that time, you stop sleeping. Before you were normal, now you are owing. You are owing everybody because they gave you 10 million. 
Of course, I forgot to tell you the house that you that is. I've seen people who they, they buy land, they can't complete paying because you know they, they, they thought they could do wonders with ten million. That's why it's good. Let God. Look, poverty has its own advantage. When you don't have the ten million, that <laughs> I'm telling you, you will go to somebody who has experience, who has the money. So you'll be working for, you'll be giving you small money. By the time you've worked there for some time, when they now give you big money, they give you ten, say this one, it can't do this. Then you already have the experience. You know how to build small, 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 small. That's why nobody wins a jackpot and becomes rich. They always go back to poverty. The Lord is good. Why I did all this talking today, I don't know. But I'm sure two or three people came here today. They thought their lives were over. Oh God, say, don't worry. Your life is not over. Life has seasons. You will soon overcome this season. You will. You will. Just survive. Learn how to manage yourself. Don't think God is not answering prayer. God does not always answer prayer the way we think He should. Sometimes He says, God, please just send me five. In fact, there's one thing this guy says. Um, his name is um, Fubu. You know what they call Fubu? This the designer, Fubu. Demon, Demon John. Demon John. I watch him in Shark Tank. Sometimes we're asking God, God give me, maybe you're asking the Lord, give me 10 million naira, give me 5 million naira. And the Lord is not giving. Not because he doesn't want to give. But like Demon John says, Demon John says that money does not solve problems. It only drives you closer to your problems in a Bugatti. You know what that means? <laughs> yes. Because you invest in some people's businesses, they say what we just need is money. They say no, no, you don't need money. Money doesn't solve problems. It drives you closer to the problems in a Bugatti. That is, it gives you an expensive car to drive into your problems. That what you need to do is think, settle down, be ingenious. When you have too much money, you do less thinking. That's a matter of fact. Too much money does not let you think. You throw money at everything. Results that people could have gotten for 10000 you will get it for 100000 Why? You have it. I told you when we, started, when we first started here, when we were supposed to do video, there was somebody that setting up a studio at the same time. But the person had money we, we did not have. To do our lighting here then, we spent everything we spent maybe like um, 50,000 or 100,000, I can't remember for sure now. Let me know which time. Yes, 6,000 naira per casing and bulb, and we did like six. Everything was less than 50,000, everything. The other person spent 3 million. The other studio has gone down completely. They are not there again. We are still here. What's the difference? They had money. We had purpose. Are you getting my point? The lights were specialized lights. I knew they were good. People said, they'll give you the best quality. The only thing I want is for you to hear me clearly. If you can't see me clearly, don't worry. Just manage what you are seeing. I've gotten all kinds of ideas on how to make this place like I just look. See, listen, we will get there. We will get there. But for now, we focus our energy on making... I mean, many of you have listened to this, our recording, either online, or you bought the CDs and all of that. All this money you hear from the road, you don't hear it inside there. It's work. Israel will sit down and cut off the horn one by one. When it gives me the recording back, I sit down and listen to it second by second. Any noise he leaves behind, I take it out. They will use audacity to clean out any all these ACs. They put it because this mic is very sensitive. 
So all this AC noise, fan noise, this mic soaks everything in. But you don't hear it on the recording. When we're done with that, lay the thing out on the Audacity. Select the home, give it to Audacity. Audacity will process it and extract it from everything. I will package it back and dash it back to people. Yes, there are easier ways to do it which are much more expensive. I could soundproof this hall 100% for 5 million naira. Double the amount of light for another 5 million. And buy one fat generator from Meccano. And by the time you finish, 15 million naira has gone to produce what we can do with patience. <laughs> yes. So what do we do? We just use patience to do it. Learn to live your life like that. There's no competition. I'm not competing with anybody. Everybody's arriving in a car. I arrive in a keke. As long as I arrive. Yeah, that's what matters. We get there. I tell you, listen, life is in seasons. The, the day will come when if you want convoy, convoy will carry you. But for now, whatever you have, use it. And most importantly, be joyful, be happy. Like I say, where I'm going, you are not going that direction. So why should I use your compass to plot my life? These are very important issues. I've told you this many times. My mother said to me one day, Ah, Vanky, this was years ago. Say so your mates are building houses. I said, how many of them are teaching on radio? That was my answer. That was the time we were teaching way of success on Cosmo FM. My mother said, ah, uh, you know, she, she, wasn't, she wasn't angry with me. She just wanted to help me move forward and make plans. He said, ah, that your mates are living in their own houses now. I remember that day, I was lying on the bed. Without even turning, I was doing something. I just said, how many of them are teaching on radio? That was my answer. That is, they are right, they are building houses, living in them, they are personal houses. I said, how many of them have following on radio. And I said, those who got sent to go and be building, please go and be building. I've been sent to go and teach on radio. Many of you here were blessed by the radio broadcasts. Till now, I still meet strangers who say, ah, since the days of Cosmo, I have been listening to you. What concerns anybody? The guy asked her, this man preaching on radio, do you have a house? I told my mother, simply, I said, how many of them are teaching the word of God, the way of soccer? I said, how many people? How many of those are my mates? My mates are living their lives. I'm living my own. Get into that mode. Otherwise, you can't obey God. There are many preachers that have started ministries that God, that are pastoring churches God did not say they should pastor. Why? Because they were running funny ministries in quote like our own. Then their mates, so-called mates, birthday, they'll say is you no, know, the small boy is now daddy. He's now papa. On his birthday, they buy him a new Land Cruiser. And this guy can't sleep again. And he starts telling you, when that guy gave his life to Christ, I was there. We organized that crusade. It was my friend that laid hands on him to be filled with the Spirit. Look at what he's driving now. And he can't do his ministry properly again. Just because somebody else is making some that some people have started, you, you don't know what's behind some people's minds. That's why it starts fighting over members. 
Where they remember leaving and go there. Where well, he just calculated how much money he left there and went there. Forgetting that a man can receive nothing. Except it is given to him from above. Listen, if you want anything in life, eh, just pray. Ask the Lord for it. When you have finished asking for it, forget it. Start doing what is right. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. What does that mean? The assignment God has given you for today, focus on it. Do it well. In due season, God will bring forth your own glory. Let me use that expression. I found out if, if all your long-term plans, you know I've been saying it, have been coming to pass, you are not blessed yet. Those who are really blessed, what happens to them is not what they planned. God doesn't look for people with ambition. He looks for faithful people. Then one day he will open a door that you, you will have no choice but to walk through it. The Lord is good. Let's get back. I think I'm done with that. I hope you can cut. Where were we? Psalm 1 to 2. I know, I, I know where we went off into that. I know. I just want to say that believers, intercessors, we must know how to endure hardship. The Lord requires us to be patient, to be persistent, to be tenacious, and to stay where He wants us to have effect. Now let's read from Psalm 1 to 2. Now remember, in Isaiah 62, he said, On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. All day and all night they will never keep silent. So what do watchmen do? They talk. They take the promises of God like Daniel and they present to him. That's the duty of watchmen. And when they are doing that, we have learned that they are working for God. They are not working for themselves. They are working for God. Those are the things that count. And I said last time that they are not things that are done in church. In church we come and learn. But then we go back home individually. And because of the passion that God has poured upon our hearts, we pray. Because of what God has placed inside our hearts, we take this in as personal burdens. We see what's going on in the country, we pray. But I said prophetically, we are narrowing this now to the main thing. What's the obstruction to the release of what God has planned? It is that the church should get itself right so that the prince of its people can be released. Now, and I want to narrow it down to something. Remember, it is the church that's most important in what God is doing. Psalm 122. Let me just read the whole thing. He said, I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Say, Jerusalem that is built as a city that is compact together, to which the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord. An ordinance for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For their thrones were set up for judgment. The thrones of the house of David. Now verse 6 is actually where I want to slow down. Pray for the peace, he says, of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. May peace be within your walls. And prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers... And my friends, I will now say, may peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Now remember what Isaiah says specifically. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. Please, I want to bring out something to us here again. That God actually 
Now, let me say this. When the Bible says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, let me, it's important we get this clear. All the promises of God are only in Christ. This Jerusalem is not talking about the land that the Palestinians and the Jews are fighting over. Now, Christians often interpret scriptures with Old Testament mindset. They don't realize that these are prophetic words. For example, Paul was speaking. He said, peace be upon the Israel of God. And he was referring to the church of God. He described them as the Israel of God. Please, I don't have time to go into that in details. People have divided it into different things. They will tell you that some people are preaching replacement theology. That they are saying that the church has replaced Israel. And they classify people like me into that group. That we are saying the church has replaced Israel. Now, let me just say clearly, I never, I, I don't know what other people are saying, but I didn't say so. What I say, and this is the word of God, is that every promise is only valid in Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, there's no Jew or Gentile. That's what I've said. I have never said church replaced Israel. No. I, there was something that, um, oh, I wanted to check on my phone, but my phone is not here. One of our brothers, um, Oyeka, sent it to me yesterday. New, uh, that message Bible, the message Bible made it clear, was reading from message Bible, uh, Romans chapter 3. And it made it clear that where is, the, where is the special thing about being a Jew? He said, it's gone. That's message Bible. So nobody is saying the church replaced Israel. What we are saying is that the promises of God handed to Israel was were for safekeeping. Paul said to them were committed the oracles of God. And then if anybody wanted that promise, you had to come into Christ. You cannot say, I have Jacob as my father. No. He said it is only valid in Christ. He said the promise to Abraham was to Abraham and his seed. Not seeds as of many, but seed as of one. And that seed, he said, is Christ. That's what we say. We are saying that anything that you see as a promise does not belong to anybody outside Christ. But when you are inside Christ, there's not any division any longer between Jew and Gentile. And Paul said, pray for me. We're reading that when we're studying Ephesians and Colossians. He said, pray for me that I will declare this truth boldly, that Jews and Gentiles are now one. Please, let's get that clear. So I want to say something here. So when he says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, don't stop facing the east and say this is the land that God said we should pray for the peace. I am convinced that this was referring to the body of Christ. May they prosper who love you. This, is what, this was a prophetic word concerning those who will pray for his peace. Those who will struggle, do what they can to see that the church advances. Those who will do what's within their power. Who will pray, take it upon themselves, who will be watchmen concerning the matters, the affairs of the church of Christ. He said, may they prosper, who love you. This is a prayer they are praying. May peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and my friends, I will now say, may peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Now, what I'm trying to bring out here. We have been saying that, this is my conviction, God wants us to offer special prayers as a habit in this season for the body of Christ. That's my conviction. Then this season, God says, listen, you have prayed for your country enough. I've heard all the prayers. 
You've prayed for peace in political system, I've heard all the prayers. You've prayed for peace in judicial system, I've heard all the prayers. You've prayed for peace in the economy, I've heard all the prayers. Now, the release of the answer is tied to restructuring and reordering of the people inside the church. For that reason, it's a, it's a prayer point. But listen, like I said, we're not teaching on prayer now. We are teaching on the fact that this is the work of God. Are you getting my point? What am I saying? If you are active, you are a preacher, you are a church worker and everything, but you are not diligent in offering up prayers for the body of Christ, for your brethren, you understand, for ministers of the gospel, things like that, you are missing a crucial part of the work for God. That's what I'm, that, that's what I'm going to emphasize. I know God may have placed special bodies on some people, but every one of us as believers, because he said, you see, there are people who pray loudly. He said, but you, when you want to pray, go into your closet. What does that tell me? It shows that every single one of us has that job to do. I said this before. It's not a difficult prayer. Like he said here, this, the Bible contains very simple words. It's very simple. Lord, in the name of Jesus, may peace be within the body of Christ. Like I said last time, I don't mean that as a joke, but it's the truth. May assemblies of God Stop fighting and dividing into two. <laughs> you are getting my point? Yeah, those are simple prayers. You see churches that you see, maybe you know, knew them, they were going astray. You say, this man, because, you know, men of God, they, they get tired. If you go and read this man's book, Demo Shakarian, Happiest People on Earth, there was one preacher he saw that really, really misbehaved, but that was a young man, not even an old man. He said he remembered what his friend Charles Price used to say. There are men who are out there in front preaching the gospel. They often get injured because they are the ones in the forefront of this fight against the enemy. And like I said, we fight the enemy by preaching the truth. He said, he asked himself, how many times have you taken this guy's matter to God in prayer? That guy died at the age of 43. It was in his 40s when he died. He misbehaved thoroughly. He was very, very reckless with money. He was a liar. <laughs> he used to lie with the name of God. <coughs> For money. But he had anointing. What do they call anointing? Power in his hands. When he lays hands on the sick, they get well. When he preaches the gospel, people rush to the altar to come and give their lives to Christ. But in all of this, the guy loved money like anything. So after blessing people for weeks, he will collect offering for like two hours. So when he's everybody is broke, he carries all the money and disappears. They, of course, he said he saw the man after some years. The man was flat broke, looking really, really terrible. When he knew him, he was 30-something. This happened like eight years later when the man died. So he looked back and said, ah, this is very sad. But what I'm bringing up the story about is that he asked himself, have I even prayed for him? You are getting my point. I'm saying it was, that's when we're talking about working for God. Listen, number one work for God that you will do, nobody will know you are doing it. Many preachers will look at that and say, these people are working for God. God. God doesn't see some of them like that. Maybe because you come here, I preach the word, I preach twice a week and everything. You say, ah, Pastor Bang is really working for God. Don't forget that thing. What did I say? Forget that thing. Forget that thing. Don't even, don't even emulate him at all. If you are not a preacher, you are not a preacher. <laughs> you are getting my point? Yes, forget it. The people that really, let us assume God is sharing out reward for this word we are preaching. We don't know how he's sharing it. We don't know how he's sharing it. We don't know because the people that there are people who are involved in doing the work who we never hear of. Some of them I have never heard of. From a distance, they just watch and say, Ah, this guy, maybe the Lord just lays a burden, a burden upon them. 
pray for him, pray for him in this area, pray and pray. So every day the fellow gets up, spends just 15 minutes and mentions my name in prayer. And we are never going to see in life. And maybe the day I see him or her, he just shake my hand and say, Ah, Pastor, how are you doing? God bless you. And he forgets it. It's God that knows that, okay, that guy, he's doing the work I gave him to do. So, assuming the day comes, okay, for all the word that was preached from Kingdom World Ministries, let's shout reward. See, I have enough understanding now. I will not even get up until I'm called. <laughs> yeah. If God said, for all the word preached from Kingdom World Ministries, and the line people will say, let's share out the reward. I'm not lying to you. God is my witness. I will not get up until my name is called. You know why? I have realized that God is the master planner. He's the Lord of the harvest. He's the one that knows who he plays to do what. It is possible that I'm the least faithful of all the people that are important there. I can't tell. Really. And I try not to judge myself. I don't... Look, listen. God may judge one guy... That gives 5,000 naira every quarter. More faithful than everybody else. Because maybe to squeeze out that 5,000 naira requires fasting and praying. So he fasts and he prays diligently to squeeze it out. Then when he does, ah, he will say, this is money going on. This money must not go in vain. So he starts prophesying over it. In the name of Jesus, this ministry, I'm not going to waste my money. In I go preach, I command anointing. Father, God knew why he made it difficult for him to release the money. So that his passion will go into the prayer. And he finishes praying. <laughs> In the name. What he's thinking about is my 5K. It must not be wasted. And you think that, what is his problem? Ordinary 5,000. You are the one that calls it ordinary. But God says that one is drawing in a lot of spiritual energy. So, so that next time you open your mouth to speak, the power of the prayer of that man who gave that money is what is firing you on. Like I said, I can't tell. There may be people somewhere that anytime I want to preach, God says, hey, you get up, he's preaching. And say, uh-huh, where? Say, oh, he's in Makodi or he's in Worry, he's preaching. God says, yeah, get up. I don't know the person, man or woman, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe, giving examples. Maybe God has said anytime he wants to preach, I want you to spend at least 30 minutes before he starts preaching. Declare words, declare words. Call him, teacher, after your heart. Teacher, after your heart. Pastor, after your heart. Just call that word for 15 minutes. So I can pour a special grace upon him. And the fellow will never talk to me. And it is okay for the word of Kingdom World Ministries, line up for your reward. He'll be surprised that I have to on 500 people. He said, he's number 289 on the line. He didn't do badly. <laughs> and that's even said, no, 289 is not too bad at least. It's supposed to the middle. <laughs> like I said, we can't tell. We can't tell. What I'm preaching this season is for Christians to know that praying, prayer is work. You get up in the morning, not just pray for yourself. Say, okay, let me take 10 minutes. No, it's easy for us to complain and laugh and forward posters up and down. Many of those posters, we made posters like, locate the head of your Goliath, I will not leave Lagos empty-handed, uncle, waiting I do you, auntie, free me now. <laughs> You've seen all these posters? Yes. Tied in the village, needed in the city. Are you getting my point? Destiny destroyers, today's your end. You know those kind of things? Annual witch killing conference. You've seen all of those things. <laughs> Some of the men doing that, they actually think it's the right thing to do. There are a lot of jokers I know. There are those who, it's a joke. 
One of my friends, somebody came to him and said, bring money. Let's go and do crusade. Return will be good. Yeah. He told me this. Say, man came to him and said, look, just bring money. We'll go and do a program. The returns will be good. There are jokers like that, I know. But some other people are not actually jokers. They just think this is the thing that works. This is the way it's supposed to be done. Can I again tell you that as a young preacher, he did many of those things. They are doing deliverance meetings. He organized deliverance meetings. He did not know that it was not the way to do it. It's easy for us to look at those things and complain, but the Lord said, wait, 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 wait. wait. Have you settled down to actually pray about the situation? And I'm saying to us today, it is the work of God. Prayer is God's work. Praying for your friend is God's work. One day, we had, a, we have the, we had a, some issues in the house, you know, all right? So one day, I was talking to one of my friends later. I was just telling him about, uh, look at what happened and all of that. He said, oh, no wonder. He said, about that time, okay, your name, he said, you started coming to my mind. So I began to pray for you. Are, you are getting my point here? Maybe that was what limited, maybe, limited the extent of the damage. God just woke him up and said, boy, pray for your friend. Your friend is not doing well spiritually. Or everything he does goes wrong. Maybe financially. You can sit down and be analyzing his life. How is he spending money? How is he being unwise? You've forgotten that wisdom is a gift of God. I'm saying to you, it is God's work. For you to say, ah, let me take 10 minutes this morning and pray for him. Father, I pray for my friend in the name of Jesus. You know this, Paul's prayers are fantastic. Lord, I pray that you give him the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I pray that you fill him with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that he will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please in all respects, to bear fruit in every good work, in this his business so that he will bear fruit, in this family so that she will bear fruit. We have established that there are many things that God wants to do until he hears somebody pray about them, he can't do them. One of the things he does every day is to go around looking for who we pray. Honestly. And I think many times he brings issues to your hearing. It's not so that you can chat on it. Oh boy, have you heard? Hey. The one that Pastor Bank is up to this is I don't know. What happened? Just me. That was up. <laughs> really? Because let me tell you something. If the, if the person is close to you and he hear of the matter, you don't pray about it. I have a question for you. So who's going to pray? Many times we just assume that things will get done Even if nobody utters a word of prayer But I think we have understood that it's not true Things don't just get done We've read many testimonies I mean, if you read a lot of About missionaries and all of that They will tell you that, oh, there was a night There was a place we were supposed to sleep The place was dangerous And then they just blazed God and slept And then men tried to attack them during the night But they could not And later on they found out that there were seven soldiers Guarding them And they never saw any soldier then later on, they hear the news. Back home, seven, seven people that night said, let us pray for these our brethren who are out on missions. So the Lord just made the other people see seven soldiers guarding them. That was just a sign that seven men were back home, seven brethren were back home praying. We hear stories like that. Why can't you be one of the seven? Are you getting my point here? It happens. I remember Lester Summers said one day he fell down from the mule. They were riding in China. He became unconscious. Later on, he woke up he was well because he was sick. But I thought about it. That didn't happen just by chance. God raised somebody to pray him off that sick place. 
We have seen from the scriptures that God promises something. He said, I now set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. And I'm speaking to the watchmen today. That is the job we have. It is not just to run to church and back. Run to ministry work and back. One major work that is for God. God said, listen, until prayers are said, I can't do many things I want to do. And it, now let me just emphasize this so I can begin to close. It's not just when we gather in church. Gather to say, okay, it's school of prayer. Church calls prayer meeting. We gather there. It is good. But I see those prayer meetings in churches mostly as training places. Because the Bible says men ought always to pray. Church does not always pray. They only pray once a week. Are you getting my point? Most of the time they can't do more than that. Pray without season, he said. The church has to close. People must go home. So that's why we are praying on Tuesday during our school of prayer. I always say this, that this is not a prayer session per se. This is a training session so that people will know how to pray. And prayer does not... Another thing, let me just quickly add this to it, which is what discourages Christians. They think that it must be an all-night thing. Sleep early, wake up during the night, and stay, stay up from 11 o'clock till 5 a.m. They now wake up feeling very righteous. I want to say something very funny. The more righteous you feel about it, the less effective that prayer has been. <laughs> Are you getting my point? Yeah, yes, we have done it. God, with a try, eh? She you check on five hours, only me. <laughs> no. What is important is to form a habit. I think it's a major problem we have in Christianity. We think the prayer is, is, a, is, a, is a session. We need to have a session. Then we start with praise worship. Father, we just want to, we have to approach his throne with thanksgiving. Well, thank you. For, I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, I really think that's part of the problem. I really think that's part of the problem. I think we should realize that, listen, like I did for that lady that day. There, I was walking, I just put on my computer. I just uttered words. I don't think it took me more than a few minutes. I knew what I wanted. There was no special burden different from normal. I knew what the issue was. So I just, and that's what God wants. Just utter words. Just say, Lord, give clarity. Give our understanding. God, protect, help. You know, just use words. Let peace be upon her. Utter those words and leave it. If you remember another time, utter the same words again. Don't say I've prayed about it before. A prayer of faith. No, listen. Listen, listen. Elijah prayed a prayer of faith, but he kept on praying and telling that, go and check. When when you are uttering words based on what God has spoken, just keep uttering those words. To repeat it again and again in prayer is not unbelief. I mean, your friend comes to tell you, I'm starting a new business. Most of us don't remember to pray about it. We don't. We just don't have the habit. And that we need to be taught. So a good friend of yours, because it's not everybody that will carry weight in your heart. Not because of you're not a bad person, but, but when there's no attachment, it's easy for you to forget. That's what I'm going to say. But he's a friend of yours. He tells you, we are planning to move tomorrow. We are, we are moving from Enugu. We are going over to uh, Oka. We are going to Abakliki. We are going to Lagos. Oh, the Lord is with you. They wonder you're in the, in the house. You are talking with your wife. Oh, this was said they are leaving. Uh-huh, where are they going? Oh. May the Lord keep them, guide them, lead them, open doors for them. Five minutes, you finish that. Two minutes, what is in five minutes? Two minutes, you finish saying it. But it becomes a habit. The habit we have, which has been negative, is why are they moving? Are they sure? Now, wow. The way people react sometimes, I don't understand. Is it just because they sacked that guy, he now wants to remove the whole family? Hmm. I don't understand for people, though. Why can't he just wait? Then you finish commenting. And that's the end of it. And you have denied your friend something crucial that he needs for progress, he needs for survival. 
I hope you've gotten my point. Prayer is what? Work. It's work. It's work. Prayer is work. And this is the kind of prayer that has reward. Many prayers have answers. Give to me, give to me, bless me some more. He gets an answer. But there's no reward. And the way God relates with you, you can see it's affected by the kind of prayers you utter. We're talking about how to walk in the, the, the true service of God. This is how we serve God. These things are done in secret. We make it a habit and we walk in a manner pleasing to God. Let me just review this briefly and then I close. Remember, in this season, the church in this nation needs it. Please, you can get, um, I think, do we have any series on that? Uh, how to pray for the church? I forgot that. But we, we keep on teaching along those lines. But prayers we pray for the church include things like, let them be one. Jesus prayed that prayer. God, like Paul will write to the Ephesians, to the Colossians, open the, their eyes. Say, God, give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation the knowledge of you. Those are important prayers. God, help us. Let truth, my own, this is where we like to pray it here, and I pray personally. Lord, let truth be precious again in your church. Let the teaching of truth be elevated. Those are the kind of things we say. Every division break. Sometimes, you know, I know because of some of our prayers, God will break some churches down. I don't, I don't mean in a bad way. Because we pray prayers like every wall erected to keep the church divided, break it down. That one, don't care about who is hurt by it. You have to pray that prayer. It will hurt some people. There are churches that erect strong walls to divide their members from everybody else in the body of Christ. Those walls are coming down. Oh, those walls are coming down. Those walls are coming down. Those are important prayers. You don't have to mention any denomination. Say, Lord, every wall that is erected to divide your body, Lord, break it down. Those are prayers we pray for the body of Christ. Say, Lord, anywhere truth is coming out from, give them a megaphone. Are you going to want a megaphone? Yes, amplify their voice. There are people that need to preach the truth, but they don't have money. When you say, Lord, amplify their voice, money comes into their hands. Suddenly they can write books. They can print. Somebody gives them wisdom. They open the website. And angels will start telling everybody, go to that website, go to that website. That's, that's before you know what's happening. Truth in a particular area starts spreading. People start sharing links. Start sharing. You think it's marketing. Marketing does not do anything. For us believers, it's a spiritual force that we operate by. So you pray for them. Say, Lord, amplify their voice. Give them resources. And then you see people who are telling a lot of lies. <laughs> say, Lord, this lie in the name of the Lord is not good. Put off their microphone. <laughs> I'm very serious about that. Let the man go back and go and learn. And while he's settling down, Father, I mean, this woman will tell you her testimony. What's her name? Uh, Juanita Bynum. When she featured in TGJ's program, as soon as she became internationally known, everybody knew her. She became a big woman. You know, don't, Satan full everywhere. Let me close here. Satan full everywhere. What am I Satan full everywhere? Who's I telling her that? Do you know it is you people come to listen to? A woman that are lose program. They were telling her that. That is because of you. People are coming to listen to TGJX. And foolishly, she listened to them. Side raising shoulder. Alright. <laughs> Let me summarize the, <laughs> the gist. I don't know how God did it though. But you know what the good Lord did for her? The good Lord closed her down entirely. Those were closed everywhere. Those same people that were telling her, it is you that's a big woman. They all should disappear. 
It was only one person, one woman, was, her secretary or so, now called I said, sit down. I think your problem is that you've grown wings. You are feeling too important. Say, I had cool down. Say, the Holy Spirit not told her, from now on, carry your own bag. <laughs> if they offer to carry your bag, don't accept. For a long time, she was in the cooler. Next time she came out, she was wearing white. All those long, long things used to wear disappeared. The woman was wearing white, having white, having been cleansed. I did hear the story. She, next time T.D. Jackson invited her for a program, she confessed all her sins publicly. <laughs> and told the man, I'm very sorry, sir. <laughs> Openly. And that's how you know people have repented. Oh, it was what I'm telling you, I heard from her mouth, not gossip. She confessed it publicly that this was where I heard. They told me, and I believed it, that women were guarding to listen to me at TGJ's programs. And I believed them. He said, now the Holy Spirit is done with me. I'm refreshed. <laughs> Honestly, many people need it. There are times you need to pray for people. Say, Lord, I mean, you are not judging anybody. You hear a friend of yours or somebody you admire not preaching what you think is right. Just start praying. Father God, give him understanding. Give him revelation. This thing I have learned. If I'm right and he doesn't know it, she does not know it, help her to understand. Listen, we need this if we are going forward anywhere. And believe me, when the church gets its acts right, all those angels waiting at the borders of Nigeria, they are going to come in. Then suddenly good things will begin to happen. I hope you've gotten my point. I hope you've learned something from what I've said today. Let's bow down our heads then and just quickly give the Lord thanks. Let's give the Lord thanks. Say, Father, we thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. Now, quickly commit yourself again. That's what's most important. Say, Lord, I commit myself to prayer. Paul said, be devoted to prayer. Be devoted. That's what Paul said. Paul said, be devoted to prayer. Ah, when I read that, when Paul said, that means it's very important. Be devoted. Before we wondered what, how can you be devoted to prayer? How many things will you pray about? But now we understand. There are so many things to pray about. So Paul said, be devoted to prayer. Say, Lord, I commit myself again today. I am devoted to prayer. I commit myself again to praying. For the body of Christ. For the nation. For the ministers of the gospel. For my friends. For the sake of my friends. For the sake of my brethren. I am devoted to prayer. For the sake of my friends. I am devoted to prayer. Just give the Lord thanks again for the truth that's liberating. In the name of Jesus we are praying.